Yay, we're going to start. <laughs> okay, okay. What's up, everybody? It's Cookie. And the Gooch. Cookie and Gooch. Cooking the Gooch. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> we're here. Episode two. Welcome, Gooch. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I can't complain. I can't complain at all. It's, it's Friday and shit. Friday, payday. Yeah. Talk about it. Yes. Bill <laughs> collectors get read up. Yeah. Okay. Pay the plug. It's all good. Yeah. They can stop calling me. I'm, yes. I'm loving this day. <laughs> Okay, was able to go to lunch and buy whatever the fuck I wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be boiling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So what's shop huh? One ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So what was your week about? What's going on with you? What happened? You know, just fuck shit. You know, these yeah. people. Let me tell you how I got rolled up on um, by this um this church lady. She got me fucked oh. up. Okay. Um, first off, I didn't even know she was a church lady. She like snuck in. She was incognito, and like <laughs> I had welcomed her with open bosoms. And then like she played me to the left a little bit because the other day she was like. I was just out of the blue. Like, I was sitting there talking to my other co-worker. I don't even know what we were talking about, but she just walked up and she was like, can you tell me what church you went to? And I was like, no, girl, no. I didn't. I don't go to church. You told me what church you go to? And I was like, no, I didn't because I haven't been to church in years. What are you, like, no, I did not. Well, I to no, I didn't tell you. Well, why you don't go to church? Because I don't go. Like Why that. you don't go to church? Like, what is you, 15? Like, well, I don't understand. Right. I'm an adult. I don't I don't go. So That's the decision you made as an adult. Right. Right. Like, I decided, you know, after I got out of my mama's house, I didn't mm-hmm. want to go. I didn't talk go. about it. You grown. Okay. You'll sleep in on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> rent every month by myself. So I don't I don't need you asking me why I don't go to church. So I was like, I just don't go, girl. It's it's all good. So she said, No, you gotta tell me why you don't go to church and I'm like, hmm? I'm not doing that. Like I'm not gonna talk to you why I don't go to church. So I go wow. and before I went and sat down my other coworker was like, Well, Sundays are reserved for sleeping in and I was like, Okay So I went that down and she comes to my cubicle and she's like, Well, so you just not gonna tell me why you don't go to church? Oh, she follows you to your cubicle. Yes. Oh, Mind you, work ooh, work. She bold. Work. there's a few things you don't talk about at work and she just violated all that. And so then my cube mate across from me was like, What are y'all talking about? And she's like, Sherry won't tell me why she don't go to church and so the girl was like, well, let me tell you why I hate this job. Like, just trying to, like, 
get the conversation <laughs> away from where it was. And mm-hmm. so she wasn't That's even taking coworker. Yeah, she wasn't even taking it though. She was just like, nah, y'all, she didn't even tell me why she don't go to church and y'all should come visit my church. And I'm like, no, I, I don't go. Like, I'm good. I haven't been in years. I don't think I'm missing anything. Well, you can't be blaming people for your uh, the new church for what happened in the past. And I was like, well, let me tell you. I can't blame a church because the church is a building, okay? But what I do know is that I've been to several churches, and they all have the same theme, and I'm good. So mm-hmm. that, so then she walked away, and she left me alone. We started talking about wings. So I guess she got the point. Oh, if I was you, you should tell her that she wasn't going to her funky-ass church because it's probably a cult. That's why she's following you around the damn office, asking all these damn questions. She'd give out your face. One of the churches she goes to is a well-known church in this area. And oh. <laughs> well, I'm just about to take you to Jim Jones Church. <laughs> like, bitch, fuck no. <laughs> so the power of Christ compels you to get the hell up out of my face. <laughs> like, why are you harassing me? Like, I've just been having the worst time as far as, like, coworkers at work. Like, I had to get this old white man together because he, he will always be like, what's up, beautiful? And I was like, listen, I, well, my name is Sherry. I prefer you to call me by my name. Well, why? Is it offensive? Yes. Nigga, yes. <laughs> yes, because you get my name. My name is Sherry. Call me Sherry. Like, why are they so raggedy? Why are they so raggedy? I don't know. It's just like this is a dude that they let get away with stuff because he's old, like near mm-hmm. retired old. I had to get him together at one point because he he used to call me girl, and what you oh. ain't gonna be ain't calling me girl. So girl is a white racist word, mama. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're not gonna call me girl, and you ain't gonna call me beautiful. I don't care if you think it's a compliment. You're not calling me that. You can call me Sherry, or you ain't gotta talk to me. Listen, come through. Let them know. Don't let nobody try you, 2K16. Every time they set it up, you knock it down. (laughs) The audacity of the workplace, like, that needs to be a book. But that's the audacity of the the workplace. That's a word. You spoke a word. (laughs) You spoke a word just now. No, seriously, because. These motherfuckers are some audacious mofos. And you just be like, why the fuck do you need to ask me these motherfucking questions right now? Exactly. What does that have to do with these reports that are due by four? Like, girl. Did you get the memo? You didn't get the memo. <laughs> like, right. Go do some work. Leave me alone. I just don't get it, but you know. Lord, I, I think you should pray over your workplace, even though you don't go to church, you still have your spirit. Pray, you know, those musty spirits away. It must dissipate. You keep going to make a doll out of her. <laughs> so when she approached you and she had on her secular face, then how she got you, she was like, oh, yeah, I see you listen to the new Gucci trap song. Uh, <laughs> she infiltrated you. <laughs> She she really got me. She really got me. But I know now I'm on high alert. I'm ducking and weaving the church ladies. I, I got you now. I know who you are. Yeah, they in disguise. They approach you off some secular stuff, hand them a, hand them a drink. Don't prove it. 
Right. All right, <laughs> 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 like folks, make them prove that they own that they not they are who they are. They say they are. Lord have mercy. But my week was cool or whatever. Um I got my baby girl together and she started her first day of school on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was cool or whatever. Um, got her up. We went to IHOP and we had breakfast. Nice. And then I drove her to um, school and um, I walked her in because I had her supplies and stuff. Because, you know, now whenever you got to go shopping and stuff when you go to school, like, it's crazy. Like, what happened to the days when all you had to do was buy a notebook, paper, pens, and glues, and crayons? And that was good. Now right. they want you to get um, tissue. Clorox wise, like, and they be asking for name brand shit. I go straight to the Dollar General, like here. <laughs> Take this DG desk and 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 keep it pushing. Do y'all mean like is this stuff too? I know out here they need earbuds. Do I need what? Earbuds. Earbuds at school? Yeah. Mm-mm. I was like, what the fuck for? They so that your daughter has to bring earbuds to school. Yes. Why? What? What? <laughs> they doing technological stuff, I presume. They coded stuff in, in high school. Oh, computer class. That You know what? That actually does make sense. They are serious yeah. about that, too, now. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they have, they're starting them off in kindergarten, my daughter. Had, um, yeah, they, they did, um, last year they did, she was in fourth grade, and they did a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, um... Yeah, third grade. She she started fourth grade this year, but last year they did a PowerPoint presentation. Okay. Yeah, so they do that, and um, so we I drop her off or whatever, and um, we um, they call the students, they call the kids by their names, and then you line up, and then that's when you you know the teacher comes, grabs you, and you walk out. And our parents we cheer like go first grade, like woo, you know, get everybody real pumped up, like you know, school starting its first day, everybody's really excited. So yeah. they get to fourth grade, and, you know, I'm cheering for my daughter because she got the teacher she wanted for homeroom. And so I was like, all right, this is a sign, you know, great year. And I'm cheering, and I'm all happy, excited, walking out. And I remember, like, oh, fuck, I forgot to um, pack her lunch. Oh. <laughs> I packed every motherfucking thing for her lunch. So pretty much that's how my daughter was like, Mommy, that's how you got me fucked up. I need lunch <laughs> on the first day of school. And, Yeah. I mean, swing of things like you know, they just been out for like two months. Listen, she's been out since May. Oh hell! Right, that's why I was like, girl, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) I was, you. I mean, like the summer is like they're killing it right now as far as like summertime. Um, they're, they're killing it like. I, you start, like, I have to start in, like, January, February to start looking for programs to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with her for the summertime and get her enrolled and all that stuff and get the money together to pay for it. And it's a mess. So when school starts, it's like, I just go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anywho, so moving on is the Cookie and Good show. We're getting started or whatever. Uh you got a story about trolling some kids? I just feel like it's not a story. I just was thinking in my head because I'd be doing that. I'd be thinking this stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, there is a purpose to having children. And that purpose is you 
will forever have somebody that you control the hell out of for some yeah. good because I was just thinking like now the troll has to be it has to be age appropriate. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking like, you know, my daughter's ten, like now she's starting to like clean up and wash dishes and stuff. And so mm-hmm. now I purposely wait until after she's drained the water out of the sink to take my dishes from dinner and put them in the sink so that she can wash them. Because <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> you breaking her in. Up top, Mom. Up top. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> well, remember how you talked back the other day? This is for that. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I just love I, it. I, like, Go ahead. I feel you because, yeah, because these kids, they'll try. They'll try your last damn nerves. They, they don't care about you. <laughs> they don't. They're selfish little terrorists. And so I, I, this is my retribution. I don't get financial mm-hmm. retribution, so I have you have to get creative. So, mm-hmm. you know, have the remote sitting beside you and, you know, have them come and physically turn the TV on. Yeah. I, I like that. You know, when your kids are older, you know, ask them questions like, hey, do you think your dad would like me in this lingerie piece? And see what they see how they squirm. (laughs) 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 Ask them how to send a sex message. Like, these are things, like, this is what they're here for. And that's all I want to say. That's my PSA for today. Troll these kids. Get your money's worth because you pay good money you got to do this back-to-school stuff. you got to pay this college tuition. Like, you got to have fun with this parenthood. It's worth it. Listen, come through all the way. And see this <laughs> fucking shine and see, okay? Because that is real. You do, but listen, it's a sport. It's a sport. You know, you got to have skill. you got to really think through and listen to what you know your kids want. you got to know a little something about them, what makes you tick. You know, it's 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 mental. It is. It's mental because trust me, they're playing the game too. Exactly. They're playing the game too. It's true. Mm-hmm. If I ask you if you're hungry and then you don't, you say, you tell me all day, no, you're not hungry. And then when it's time for you to go to bed, now you want something to eat? Listen, listen. They waited on purpose. They knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you. I troll my child because she, um, during the school year, um, I especially now because she's in fourth grade, I was like, listen, anything you want, you got to earn it. So TV's gone. I was like, and, you know, it's not guaranteed you're going to go outside on the weekend. So I was like, if you want to watch TV during the week, when I pick you up from after camp, your homework better be done. Right. I don't have no crying, no whining, or that homework better be done and ready for me to check when I get home. I shouldn't have to sit there and watch you do your work. I was like, yeah. clean up after yourself, and I, I, I made the list, like, bong, bong, bong. So she was supposed to read her book for um, our summer reading test. It was, she took it before um, school started. And so I was like, are you reading your book? Are you reading your book? And she was like, yes. And she's walking around the house with the book and holding it up at her face. And so, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I read it. And I was like, okay, so we go take the test. And she does not pass. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. I was like, I asked you if you read that book. Did you read that book? And she was like, yes. I said, listen. I told you if you ain't test the test, you're getting a beat, so you already earned your ass whooping. Might as well just tell me the truth now. What's good? You didn't read the book, did you? She was like, no. 
And I was like, girl, it all comes out in the wash, right? So she, um, since school started on Wednesday, she was not allowed to watch TV on the first day of school or the second day of school. But by the third day, she had her first assignment, and she had it completed. So I let her watch TV because, really, she don't have no TV to watch. She's up under me. And I said, no, no, this doesn't work. So I was like, all right, fine. So I dropped her off with my Look, so I dropped her off with my sister, right, for the weekend. And so she was like, can you tell Chauncey that I can watch TV? I said, oh, okay. I'll tell her. So I walked back up to the door. I said to my sister, I said, Mina can watch one and a half hour TV per day. Yeah. She thought I was going to say, oh, Mina can watch TV. other than no. What to do? <laughs> she gets one and a half hours of TV per day. <laughs> Starting you better now. watch the 30-minute shows. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and she looked, look on her face, and I walked out that door. Nope. <laughs> I was so, it was, oh, I know that it's a God. <laughs> yeah, all the way back to her. <laughs> You're right. You got to troll these motherfucking kids. You got to let them know, like, you mean business. Like, you need something around with their ears. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, honey. <laughs> yeah. Any more tips for trolling the kids? Mm, I think it's going to be ongoing. I'm going to, I'm going to just troll the hell out of my now going on 11 year old, so there'll be updates. Okay. She starts my nerves, you know. <laughs> How you collected her and got her all the way together. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, this will right. be it'll be a, it'll be something different every now and again. <laughs> All right, we're going to make sure we check in on how to troll the kids because I'm pretty sure the people out there, where well, everybody got kids now at this stage in life, so fuck it. I know. Listen, it is. Everybody got one or cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we did on um, Wednesday night, we did our very first live tweet of Greenleaf. Mm-hmm. How did you feel? Honestly, can I be honest, this is the spring episode of Greenleaf I had ever seen in my life. Really? I was so bored, like... Okay, yes, yes, yes. Okay, now listen, all that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have a confession. What? You didn't watch it? Remember when I hit you like, no girl, I'm about to remember when I hit you. I was like, girl, can you um, live tweet the last 15 minutes? He was like, mm-hmm, girl, I rolled right the fuck over. And so, <laughs> <laughs> well, since we be honest, can I let you know I can't <laughs> It resolved nothing. 
at all. And then we didn't even get to see Oprah this episode. And we barely saw Uncle. Like, it was just so good. It was. It was like this is a, a filler episode or something. I don't know. I don't know, but all I know is I didn't like it. I was just like, okay, and I was doing it, and I used and it was funny because I used to live tweet all the time until somebody stole like a little joke I made watching Love and Hip Hop ATL, and I was like, you know, I only have like fifteen followers, which and I ain't nobody, but you out here, you know, stealing my tweet, you know, because I only got fifteen followers, like instead of retweeting me, I was like, that's fucked up. Re- but huh? They retweeted your your Joke? They did not. They 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 legit stole it. A couple other people retweeted it, and I saw someone else. It was floating down my timeline in the hashtag because somebody else had retweeted it, and it was like right after I had made it. I was like, somebody just stole my joke. Oh. I was like, I can't believe it. <laughs> Is this Twitter game? Like, I don't know how people. I don't even know where Black Twitter is. Like I've been trying what? to find it for two years. I don't. I don't know where it is. Okay, well, I do. Now, really, you find Black Twitter by following other black people. Okay. And really, um, you find your tribe within Black Twitter because because it, it's it's it, it'll all it all it's all it's a certain so it's vast. Okay, so here's here's maybe I okay let me break it down like this. Let me get myself together <laughs> or whatever. Um. Say you're into makeup and you're into fashion and all that other kind of stuff. So there are African-American beauty bloggers who tweet and have, oh. you know, um, they put, they retweet. They have videos, you know, that they retweet and they have a, a nice uh, presence. So you follow a bunch of them, you know, enough of them. And then after you follow them, then you kind of notice the people in their circle who they mm-hmm. follow and they kind of are similar or like-minded to your interests. Um, maybe they, you have, you know, of course, naturally you have more than one interest. So you follow them initially for the beauty, but say they have a friend who does entertainment or um, writes for Ebony or they are an activist. And so you follow them because you have a similar interest. And then that's how your circle expands, but it's kind of all connected. And then mm-hmm. that's how, you know, you're, you're, so then if a hashtag becomes popular, then actually they'll start retweeting it and then it'll start coming onto your timeline. And then you'll see it, like, oh, okay, then you kind of jump in. You know how I know this ain't for me? Huh? You know how I know this ain't for me? I got commitment issues. I, I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too much work involved. If I got to put work into a relationship, I don't need to be in there. Well, no, of course, that's how you, you know, you bubble on Twitter. You're definitely just being active. But, um I I realized, you know, I had an epiphany while we were talking. The reason why I didn't enjoy live tweeting was because the episode was not interesting. How if it was the week, if it was last week or the week before when Grace was running through the hallway of her sugar baby trying to stop Speedy from shaving this stuff, then, yeah, girl, I would have got, you know, my life tweeting up a storm. You know, because I'm having a good time, you know, I'm enjoying the episode, but when it's, you know, if it's not a good episode, it's not fun to tweet. And I think this is, like, the first episode that was, like, really, like, oh, this is bad. This is not good. Yeah. Everything else was so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm the start, I, the way it started, so it started where the pastor or bishop was talking to the congregation, but it was, like, 10 people in there, and he was stuttering, stammering, 
And it's going to be good. Oh, you know, and he really, okay, so this is what I, this is how I felt about that um, open part. I felt like this is what would have happened if Eddie, Bishop Eddie Long had molested girls. It was like this was his Bishop Eddie Long moment. <laughs> like, he just reminded me of Bishop Eddie Long. <laughs> so that's why his church was still full. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't believe that mess all pastor, but with this one, no, he shot somebody, and it's like, come on now, Pastor. Why did you think that you, you know, would have a sermon to preach? Like, what are you going to talk about? Shotgun right. What is this? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I'll think, okay, that, this is a long, it, it sounded good in my head, but once I said it out loud, it was okay, that didn't really connect. But, <laughs> but it just, I just, I really was just sitting there like, nigga, like, why did you even have church? But the gag was when the deacon was like, we need to reinstate Jacob. <laughs> right. Like, come on. But he don't like Jacob. Like, like first lady don't like Grace. <laughs> oh, but he does, he does just like Jacob. He looks at him like, you filthy whore. <laughs> He's a whore. <laughs> he was like, I, I know you're carrying on all of Oh boy! I can't. I can't. I said, "Timmy, look so disgusting." I'm just like, <laughs> "Why?" He looks so at him like he look at him like he should gave repeat. Like, <laughs> oh my god, he does. So and then okay, so that happened, and then it shoots to. Uh, what's her name, Alexis? Mm-hmm. Um, she is suing the church because Bishop fired her. So she's trying to get her money up. Oh, listen, and, I ain't mad. I ain't mad either. I ain't mad either. Mm-hmm. That I mean, be good. Listen, she gave that church her all and her pussy. Yes, her they all. Saying her, her all being her vagina teeth. So, uh, yeah, all of that. She gave everything. Her inners. She gave. I'm sure she gave her booty hole. She gave us everything. Okay. Not her booty hole, please. No, stick to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she yes. Not the booty hole. <laughs> I'm straight. Okay. She listen. She put it all on the altar. Literally. So, listen, we know we think it. They was in the chapel getting it. So, yeah, so she's throwing them. Grace, baby, daddy's trying to take Sophia from her. Jacob trying to a new church. The gag is Alexis go to that church. (laughs) Now, when she showed up, oh, my God. And, oh, wait, but when the pastor was like, is that going to be a problem for you, her being here? Like, we know you, like, we know you had, um, what did he say to him? To let him slick know he knew? Slanging it in the church with, with Alexis. <laughs> we going to have any issues. And he knew, and he put together, he had like, he, 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 he let it slip so effortlessly. It was, 
it was masterful in a way because he really drew him in. Yeah. He drew him in like, oh, yeah, you know, we could do this, we could do that, and, you know. But, no, he he had him off guard, and he was kind of slapping around a little bit, but then he let him, then he just kind of eased up on him and then just went in for the kill. And I was like, why yeah, do I that? I thought you guys up his, uh, up his sleeves because um, he, I think he's playing it because he told Jacob, we don't have a problem with you working here. We actually have plans that you will fit into um, but I want to talk to your father first to make sure it's okay. And so I think he's trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm trying to take the high road. I want to get your father's blessing first. But I feel like he got mm-hmm. something up. He's planning something. I haven't quite figured it out. I, I'm thinking maybe he's going to try to acquire the church, but I don't know yet. Like I'm just trying to see what – they didn't give me enough information. Well, honestly, if I were Jacob, I couldn't do it. I couldn't either. I, that's why I was just like, no, it's not, it's not worth it. Like, really, go, go to Walmart and fill out an application, son. Like, don't do this. Or go down to like a local community center, or go to a local, you know, one of those little startup churches that be in the old Seven Elevens. Go to one of them. But don't yes. go to Eddie's arch nemesis. Like, that's just... like, did you tell him to get one of the storefront Jesus spots? Like, <laughs> 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 they be worshiping in the furniture store on Sundays. Is that, is that where they, is that where you should go? Yeah. Nigga, <laughs> you heartless. <laughs> You got a call before you call. Listen, okay? You listen. You do. We need to go to the desert. Honey, yes. put it on the altar. Okay? <laughs> That's what he need to do. Get his mind right. Like, he was having sex in a church. You think that that man is going to let you loose in his church, his sanctuary. You got another thing coming. He's not. He's definitely not. They know what you did. They know who you did it with. I she wouldn't be surprised. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, I wouldn't be surprised if that pastor actually told her to file a lawsuit. Because I, mm-hmm. I strongly, he's trying to cripple the church in such a way that he could take it over. And then he'll become the biggest, you know, pastor or bishop in that area. Because right now, right. the Greens are the biggest in that area. Right. And they, they totally have um, him. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But when you said that just now, something popped up in my mind. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he probably already knew that Jacob was fucking around and sent Ooh. that girl there to Ooh. him to that, have him. Yeah. That makes sense. See? See? This is why you got to talk it out loud. See, niggas be knowing and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is why, this is why we're here. Exactly. This is, this is what we do. We're, we're, we're going to break it down for for, the, for everybody. Absolutely. We just don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but no, like, for real, like, um, it's, um, it's, 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 when I saw that go down, I was like, Kelly. Like, that was just, that was some, some Sun Tzu Art of War level type. 
Yeah. Like, know your enemy. And it's like he's been studying y'all motherfuckers for years, and he probably know everybody's proclivity. He probably know that the youngest daughter, he, he know that her husband gay. He know all they shit probably. They don't even know. He know. I believe it. Yeah, or Jacob was just that sloppy and out in the open with it. But either way. But he was. That's the thing. He was. How many times did he get caught? How many times did he do little things? And if you just look at, like, um, there was a one scene where he, oh, I remember, he was in the office with his dad and Alexis, and Alexis was doing something for the dad, and then he was like, hey, when you're finished here, can you help me with my computer? And so she was like, yeah, I'll be there. And, no, and you know, after I'm finished, and the dad looked at him like, the hell you need her to look at your computer for? And then, like, he emailed, he sent text messages to his freaking wife instead of Alexis and got caught. And it's like, right. he's he don't. He can't do it. He's not smart enough, and I know he ain't smart enough to run a church. Listen, and that was another reason why his father, when he sat him down, he was like, "You don't." He was like, "You need to." He's like, "This." He's like, "I'm sitting you down." He was like, "Don't think I don't know what you was doing and why you was late today." Like he was like, "You're not what? fooling nobody." And so it was like everybody knows, you know, pretty much how to get at you. He's, so that's probably why his father looks at him like that and treats him that way because technically he feels like he's the weak link. Right. Like he, they, he's probably looking at him like you'll be the one to drag us all down or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but so that you know that part of it was um, was interesting or whatever. But the last thing I remember before I was staring at the back of my eyelids. Um, <laughs> Girl, something happened with First Lady. I don't remember. Um, she fired the maid. Um, yes, yeah, she did. No way. I thought she offered her a job. No, ma'am. She brought Marin into the office, and she was like, hey, girl, hey. Um, so the little phone call that you took, yeah, I know about it. And just for you doing that, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you real good. Here is your first uh, semester tuition for nursing school because I know you've always wanted to go. Also, here's your paycheck for the rest of the summer. And then here's another payment uh, for next year. And so then we'll discuss going further. But you are no longer needed. Thank you for your services. Mm. Got her up out of there. It was wonderful. It was it was real good. So mm-hmm. say anything, and she was like, "Yeah." And the reporter I talked to said you didn't even have to. So <laughs> like she uh, mm-hmm. she knew better. She knew better. That was and that was terrible because I was like, "Girl, why do you? Why would you do that?" And did she get changed from the reporter? No. You think I'm going to risk my job? No, ain't no whistle blowing over here. Listen, she ain't even get paid, my nigga. They got to be worth it. They got to be worth it. I mm-hmm. feel like if I'm going to do it all like that way and have these old pit crazy people coming after me, I need enough money to bounce and pay, exactly. you know, for me to, you know, to, you know, be, be comfy whenever I land on my feet. Right. Like, I don't know what she thought could have been the best outcome for her. Like I don't I don't know what she was thinking. Like what what could you have gained from this? Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing. She's mm-hmm. I I really was just looking at that like is is this is this, this can't be life. It, it, it this is fun. can't be. 
<laughs> it is. I, right, you're right, because I really was just sitting there like, girl, like, why are you talking to the reporters? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, it don't make, now that, that, that was, I mean, I guess maybe the purpose of that whole plot point was so First Lady could flex on somebody. Yeah. Yeah, because she, that was, I mean, she hasn't really been doing much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she needed something because I was about to say, why are you here besides to hate on Grace? That was that part. And then, oh, that free Eric Benet and Grace are still (laughs) around. (sighs) You know what? Grace is a gorilla pimp. A gorilla pimp? Yeah, a gorilla pimp is a pimp that is extremely violent and takes that. So he's not going to finesse you verbally and talk you out your draws. He's going to bust you upside the head, snatch you up, and take it at. <laughs> you ain't got no choice. Gorilla pimping. So exactly. that's great. She rolled back into town like, my dick, punk. And she about to You better tuck your dick in when she come around. She ain't going to never that pretty girl back. <laughs> oh, the one with the smaller face. He's <laughs> <laughs> with Moon Pie for the rest of his life. Don't nobody want her. Oh, my goodness. Both that great face. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, so you kept saying how you didn't like her face. Her face was wrong. And I didn't yeah. see it till night. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> No, did you look at it? That's what it's like. At least they stick me. It caught me yeah. off guard. I was, I was typing on my phone. I was trying to sweep, and then I looked up, and I was like, "Ooh, okay, <laughs> girl." She was, you know, it's the angle. It's that certain angle she holds her face at when she's running her lines. And if you look at like that, the the circumference from her motherfucking forehead to her the tip of her chin looks like a smooth. 10 kilometers off the centimeter type measurement. Like, that shit's long, my nigga. Like, it's on a metric. It's got its own metric system. It's fucking long. I'm like, okay, bitch. You, you know, terrorize people with your face if you want to. Not me. I see you. I'm woke. That's all. That's that's all she knows what to do, okay? And the reality is the only reason why I don't like her face for real, for real, is because I knew she was evil. Is she evil or is she just regular? Like, because I felt I like the minute she came back and looked at him, you could see it. It was all over her face. She'd be like, "Yeah, I got my little dick piece while I'm home. Like, me busting my nuts on the regular. Like, it was. She wasn't even slick about it. Like, did she? Okay, when she first, yeah, she did know when she first got back that he had a girlfriend. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, she let her. She can she can only do what he allows her to. So she's not exactly all that. I mean, she's guilty, but mm-hmm. she. But honestly, I think she. Well, actually, no. This does make sense that she would come back on that. I don't think she really was prepared to to feel the spirit again. Yeah. Because when that when she went to that the first time going back, and her daddy, he really preached. 
Because um, yeah. I was like, oh, that's okay. Okay, I hear you shining. Okay, they got a little in it. All right now, all right, this is official or whatever. And so um, she she came back and she was like, you know, I don't go to church like that anymore. Like she's more spiritual. She doesn't attend. I think she was very secular. Yeah, and she she was very 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 secular. She was off her 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 trap. You know, she yeah. was she's that bitch that crossed from the cubicle for you and shit. I <laughs> ask you what church you go to. What? <laughs> <laughs> the bitch who got you fucked up trying to find out what church you go to. That's great. Off her secular. <laughs> that typo. That's my typo. <laughs> secular typo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, okay, that that makes more sense about her character and why she 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 is the way she is. I don't. I think she genuinely, truly was moved and felt the spirit and wanted to come back home into the church because when you it's nothing like going back home and going to church after you've right. been a, away for a long time. That gets you every time. And yeah. so, um and she they got her. Like you could see it like, oh she in there. But she also knew this was also the real reason why she was there. And she did solicit his help, her um her Eric Benet or whatever. And so I don't know. I don't know. I just think she, she, they both have a course for each other. I just don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's nostalgic, nostalgia or real. I yeah, guess I that's think, what I'm trying to say. I don't think she, I don't think they love each other. Please. You're not in love with him. You don't even know him. Like, you spent Anymore, all of yeah. from him. So, people change. You don't, you're not in love with him. You're in love with the idea of him and what y'all had. Right, and that if you can get it back, somehow it will make you whole in some type of way. Right. Yeah. It's something that she's searching. She's a little empty on the inside. But So how did the episode end? Because I missed, like, I did miss the last move 15 minutes of it. You're asking the wrong person. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Well, you know what? If anybody knows how to end, how it is, you know, right. Better. See, this is this is why we need a friend of the show, Gerard, because um, yeah, he would have known. But I, the yeah. last shout out, part, Gerard. <laughs> <laughs> the last part was like I think Mac, Uncle Mac called and asked Bishop if he believed in hell or something, and I don't know what he said. I I don't know. What he said. <laughs> Because <laughs> right about then, that's when the Sandman came. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't do it. I was like, you know, I got better things to do than sit here. Like, watching paint dry is more entertaining than this. So, honey. <laughs> yeah, so I'll be back next week because I'm definitely yeah. going to watch it again. But if, if the episode is trash, then no. Uh, if the episode is trash, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let all know because that'll be two times in a row. And if the rest of this season is going to be trash, y'all can cut it out and bring Queen Sugar early because don't nobody have time for this. Mm-hmm. 
Listen, they only got three episodes left, so I was like, y'all better be making this your little filler episode so you can get this advertising money and make your little yeah. profit off your show. And the last three episodes, I want to see fire and brimstone, hunty. Yes. Oprah got it. Shoot, she got them elephants in her backyard. She can afford. <laughs> she better call Tyler Purge. Okay. <laughs> that hussy. You better call him <laughs> You know he always got the mess cooked up. Yes. So if he fuck around, come on the show, but give everybody AIDS. We don't need this. Oh, no. <laughs> what are we talking about? We don't need this. But no, he, I mean, but I would like to see what he would do with it, though. I, think I love Salisbury. No, I love Salisbury, too, but I, I shade him. But I, 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 I legit, watch, I, I spend money. I will watch a Salisbury movie in the movie theater. I'm not saying my daughter loves him, and I will take her and we'll watch it and we'll laugh. But that's sort of like, no, he, even though it's lowbrow humor, you know, it sometimes some of the some of the messages are decent. Some, not yeah. all. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's black owned. He's black. He's hiring black actors. I get to see Angela Bassett again. I get to see. Right. And then we can just we can go on to the other thing. Mm-hmm. That movie. It was plausible. Like, I don't see anything that was in that movie that, like, okay, she had sex with him on a plane with no condom. Like, yeah, girl, you can get AIDS that way. Like, I don't, I mean, I it was it. Okay, so I watched the stage play and the movie because okay. I'm I'm black like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, my mama had the stage play, and I borrowed it from her. Then when the movie came out, I went and watched it. Anyway, because everybody else I know was black. But no, it was, um, the stage play was a little bit more plausible than the movie. The movie, I felt like they made it salacious. Or whatever. Okay. Like, they were trying to, they were really trying to sell it like, you know, she's really fornicating. Like, look at this fornicator. And it was just like, come on now. But in the movie, I mean, in the play, you know, it was a little bit more genuine. She really didn't, you know, she genuinely was a good girl. She fell, you know, back for the wrong guy, but her husband also neglected her, you know, and it was due to her ignorance or what have you. Um, yeah. Well, not her ignorance, her selfishness, because he was working hard for them. But he came along, he was exciting. She was a good girl, but the way they did it in the play, it just, it just, well, I, the, they had more time to really draw it out. Yeah. I to play over the movie, but the movie they tried to make it salacious. But you know, Journey Smollett, she did a good job. Lance Grossi did a good job, or whatever. And the boy who, yeah, who gave her AIDS, I don't know where he went. I ain't seen him in anything in a minute. Yeah, I don't, I don't know her. Girl, but we really seen you talking about Tal Terry in that movie. <laughs> you know what? We really didn't talk about it because we was like, "Relief was that bad this week." <laughs> this movie came out in 2012, honey. Yes, yes. Greenleaf is See what happens when Greenleaf is horrible. We 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 have to talk about Tom Perry's movies. <laughs> you're you're to blame for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. See, I'm not going to put up with this. I'm tweeting about it next time. <laughs> I don't. Well, shoot. Wasting my time. I could have been, 
I could listen. I could have been singing, "Go walk away from me." Listen. Do you love him? Do you love him? (laughs) (laughs) You think you're the shit, but I'm the big shit. She called herself big shit. She called herself big shit, my nigga. <laughs> Do we love you? Do we love you? Look, I was like 10 seconds from what? Listen, okay, pause, pause, pause. I know we said we wasn't really going to get into it, but nah. Do she sound, she sang that song like she needed some probiotics, like she's just full of mucus. I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> all them Cheetos. Powder <laughs> <laughs> cheese. Right. Like, <gasps> no, because you just had purge. <laughs> what are you doing, Countess? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Do we love you? Do we love you? I can get everything I get. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go watch that video as soon as we finish up here tonight. I'm, I, I, listen, that song is the official song of the Facebook group. It's the official song of this podcast. Like, this is the embodiment of fuck shit. Like, I'm here for all of it. Her eyes, mm-hmm. her acting. Her, she brought it. She, yes, she was serving. Slayed. And when yes. she was wearing that motherfucking leotard and lifted the back of her robe up and showed her butt cheek as she walked oh. out the room, I said, bitch, work. And that's when you, I knew right there. That was the moment where I knew right there this thing came to slay. She came to take edges. She came to take ass and take names. Oh, P-U-L-E-N-T-E. Opulent. Well, has everything in it. She owns everything. Bitch. I said, did she just splash her butt? <laughs> like, she just, you know, and her booty had a, and you could see her tiger stripes. I said, bitch. Yeah, you know, she don't have a problem. She don't have a problem um, showing her body. Let me tell you something. When she took that picture with her backpack and granny panties, I said, "Bitch, that is a real woman right there." Then she have on some suspenders or something too. I was like, "Okay." Oh my god! Oh my god! I don't, girl. No. I can't so far. Who are me? Oh, listen. Let her. She's she's over here. She can flourish. That's all I'm saying. If she ever hears this show, if she ever hears this episode, honey, you have a home here at the Cook and the Beach. Okay, we're here for you. She's a national Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you love you? Uh, with the <laughs> All right, so you uh, <laughs> wanted to talk about uh, here we go. 
This makes stomach hurt. Okay. You want to talk about Nate Parker. Mr. Parker. Okay. So, um, in an effort to become informed about the Nate Parker story, I actually had to read the fuck shit. And, okay. There is a movie coming out. It's called Birth of a Nation. And Birth of a Nation is the story of Matt Turner, who was a slave and um, eventually became a free slave and taught other um, slaves how to read and started a, I believe, a rebellion. And And this shit happened here. It happened here in Southampton County. So Mm -hmm. I was super excited. I had Nate from here. So I was super excited Mm -hmm. to see this and to support this. I was rooting for him. We were all rooting for him. You can continue. Listen, girl, I was rooting for him. And then I read, okay, in an effort to kind of preempt any backlash, he decided to do an article of Vanity Fair and um, discuss what happened in 1999. He was at Penn State University and he um, was involved in a sexual assault of a young lady that resulted in his friend being convicted, but later um, he got a mistrial and um, Nate himself was not convicted of the crime because he had a previously sexual encounter with this woman. So um, basically, fast forward, because all of this is public record, um, he go he makes this film, he becomes an actor, and um, it was, I remember when the buzz started uh, last year during Sundance in 2015, um, there was some buzz, they showed the film, and the film got picked up and optioned by, was it Fox Searchlight or something? And they paid like 17000 I mean, each 17000 shit, $17 million, I think, for the film, which was like mm-hmm. the highest um purchase cost for a film from Sundance. It set a record. And, and from that alone, that feat alone, <clears throat> it garnered a lot of buzz. And so, mm-hmm. you know, this is at the height of like one year after Mike Brown, um, a couple years after Trayvon, um, I believe similar or somewhere around the time of Tamir is when all this started talking. So, you know, imagine, you know, the climate we're in and where we are with our Black Lives Matter movement and this movie's coming. I was excited. Right. Like, yes, we're having a story, a slave story, where we're talking about, you know, we get to actually express our anger at our condition. You mm-hmm. know, during the slave, you know, in slavery times, normally when, you know, we you see your typical slave movie, there is, you know, a white savior and the slaves are docile, mm-hmm. they're angry, but, you know, they get beaten to submission somehow, it just or they die. It's just, it's just a mess. And so, again, I believe that slave narratives and stories are important. I believe that we should not forget our history and what was done to our ancestors because, for me personally, that's my motivation for achieving because Mm -hmm. they literally died for me to be able to read and and be a citizen. Even though we still have a way to go, we still come away. So I was very excited, elated, excited. just ready to go out and see this film and then this news comes. And then this ties back to last week when I talked about intersectionality. And it's like, okay, 
Here's a black film by a black man that I am excited to see and I want to support it. Said black man is potentially a racist. Not potentially. He's a racist. Pretty much because <laughs> as you appreciate. <laughs> that's not his words. He's a racist. Yeah, let's be clear. Let's be clear. Um, I This is the part, it was the most damning for me. But this was the part, it hurt. This is where it hurt. Um, I read the excerpt from um, a phone call. This was a trans, this is defendant's exhibit, looks like number 18. It's a copy of a transcript of a phone call that they had um, between Nate and the victim. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, you ready? Yes. <laughs> okay, oh, also trigger warning. For anyone who um, may be sensitive to sexual assault, rape, um, or manipulation, you may want to, you know, walk slow or pause through this this portion right here. <coughs> so it's like, hello, and she's like, me, hey. he's like, yeah, what's up? And they're, int- they're doing their, int- their introduction and greetings, like, hey, you know, how you doing? And it, as I read this, oh, my God. Anyway. And she's like, I'm really sorry I yelled at you last time. We just need to talk. He says, yeah, that's all right. Um, Let me change the phone, all right? And she's like, okay. So he changes his phone, and they get back to their conversation, and she says, I'm like two months late for my period. And Mm -hmm. he's like, hmm. And she says, I'm having an appointment at Rittenau tomorrow. I'm really scared, and I don't know what to do, and you don't think it's yours, but what if it's the other guy's? that was in the room. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm going to counseling because I don't know what to do about this. As of now, I'm working two jobs, you know, I'm taking 13 credits. I don't know what to do. And he's like, uh, all you're going to is unintelligible tomorrow to see if you're pregnant. So she said all this stuff, and he's like, you're just going to see if you're pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, I know. I mean, I have all the symptoms, and I'm late for two months. I've never been late before. And he says, how many people have you slept with since that night? Blame number one. She says, nobody, Nate. And he says, I was just wondering, just wondering. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, um, you know, like I said before, this is serious. You know what I mean? Um, who have you talked to about it? When you say counseling, do you mean? And she interjected something and they didn't capture the transcript. And then he's like, oh, through the school. And she goes, no, through school, I'm seeing an off, she said, no, through through the school, I'm seeing an off-campus counselor because I don't know. I don't know what to do. I'm really scared. I mean, I really don't know what to do. And I, you know, I don't know whose it is. I don't know what to do. And he's like, oh, well, what are you thinking about, you know, what? She's like, I mean, I'm just, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? Which, for me, that's strike number two because that's, code for getting abortion or like I'm about to be ghost. Right. And so she says, I don't know. I mean, it's not even like we know whose baby it is in the first place. And then he says, don't cry. I mean, I'm willing to help you as much as I can. I mean, with anything. Because, well, I mean, shit. Like that, you know, he's stuttering. He's like, getting pregnant off of some stupid shit doesn't, doesn't, no one deserves that, you know, and it's unfair to everyone. You know what I mean? Especially the child, if you have it or whatever, you know. 
can I tell you, can you tell me honestly how many people I slept with that night so I know what I'm looking at here? He says, well, it was only, you know what I mean, the only person or people who was there was me and the person that I was with that night when we met my roommate. She's like, yeah, but didn't like um, three people come home with us? And he goes, no, yeah, sounds like Ken or Tim. And the one that gave us the ride, um, no, he didn't, okay? So someone gave him a ride and he didn't come up. And then Nate says he didn't at all. He uh, he didn't even, he wasn't even in like he had left. He was more like dropped us off, you know. Yeah, so this is the part like here from the um, – other details in the in the trial. There were a group of guys there. She was passed out or drugged. We don't know for sure. Um, there was a guy who saw what they were getting ready to do to her, and he left. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is when she's trying to count how many people did I sleep with that night because I don't remember anything. Now I'm two months pregnant, and they're... <laughs> So, anyway, so, um, all right, so he's saying he left. And um, he goes, so um, I really appreciate you calling, you know, what I mean, talking like us, having a civil conversation. I just want to let you know that um, I'm trying to think if, well, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do? Do you know yet? So, again, he's asking her what she wants to do. Pressuring her. Right. To, you know, get an abortion or whatever. Right. Um, I, she, and so she says, I have no clue. I'm just still confused about that night, Nate. And that's, I mean, she's like, I don't, I don't want to have a kid. And then, like, tell it, you know, look, I slept with a whole bunch of people when I'm drunk, you know, and that's how you came to be. I can't. I don't know and about doing that but I don't believe in abortion either. I don't know what to do. And I was really drunk, and, and then he interrupts and says, I understand, I'm sorry. I mean, and I'm like, and he's, oh, goodness. I told you before, you know what I mean. You know the way that everything happened. Now looking back on it, we can both say that it was just unnecessary. None of it should have happened anyway. You know what I mean? And I mean, I'm here, I mean, to help you any way I can. You know what I He's like, you know what I mean, because he's bullshitting. Um, I know that it's a fucked up situation. Like you said, you're hurting and stuff. You're going through it. I want to help you. You know what I mean? Anything that you, you know, I can do, tell me. I don't know what to say because I've never been in a situation like this before. Like you're saying that you don't want to bring a kid in the world and all that. I know for a fact that it's not mine, but let's just say for the sake of saying, I wouldn't know what, I don't know what to do. And she says, how do you know it's not yours, Nate. And he says, because I was protected, that's why. But the, And then she says, but the morning after when I was really groggy, when you, when I was laying on my stomach and you had sex with me, you came on my back. And he says, that's true. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's like number six to infinity. <laughs> how many times did those multiple people in that room have sex with her and she doesn't even know? Right. 
Okay. So um, she says, I mean, I don't understand why you guys did this to me in the first place. Why are you making it like that? That's my only thing. The morning after, okay, this is what I'm saying. The morning after, you know what I mean. You said I'll have sex with you. It wasn't even like that. If there was anything wrong, you would have said it, but she said nothing was wrong. That's why I'm just like, well, why is he saying something was wrong? And she was like, in the morning, Nate, I hardly remember anything. And he says, okay. And she says, I mean, I don't, I didn't honestly, I didn't want to have sex with you that night. I mean, everybody that I had sex with before you um, has always been in a relationship. And he says, okay. And I just don't go and she said, did you just go out and bring another person in the room? And he says, no. And then she says, or did the other person just walk in? And he says, no, actually. And she asked, then how did he come to be there? And he says, because you hung out with me and that person ever since we left the silver screen. She said, yeah, but how did that happen to me, having sex with him? And he says, because we were all hanging out together and then me and you start doing stuff and then me and you eventually start having sex or whatever and he was still there and you know what I mean? It just started happening and you didn't stop it. You know what I you know what I mean? And she says, But Nate, I was out of it. I was my whole body was numb. I couldn't do anything about it. And he says, This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying, okay, this is my whole thing. I've been thinking about this and everything. There's no way, and I say to myself, I know for a fact there's no way that you did anything or said anything to assure that you didn't want to do what you were doing. You were all for it. You know what I mean? Like when you said something, you had a dick in your mouth, and the dick and somebody on top of you. The whole thing about that, you were holding it. It would be different if you were just laying there, but you weren't. You were active. You know what I mean? So he now is explaining to her that she's, she's saying she's groggy. She doesn't remember what happened. He's telling her, first of all, you have a dick in your mouth, and someone's on top of you, and she's trying to talk. And so he's like, oh, because the dick is in your mouth, like, oh, no, I couldn't. Girl. <laughs> Disgusting. And it's like. The way he's just trying to just say, like, oh, no, like, I mean, no, like, you weren't really saying anything to say no. She's passed out. Her whole body's numb. She's been feeling And she says, I can't see that. I don't remember. I just don't remember. He's saying, this is what I'm saying. Okay, can you give me this much? Would you admit that or would you say that? Things could have happened that you would have been involved with but you just don't remember. This is manipulation right here. Mm-hmm. Blatant manipulation. He's trying mm-hmm. to get her to admit that there are things that were, ha- like, kind of pulling from the element, like, oh, you're ashamed now of what happened, but if it were a little bit different, you would have been for any other time or something. Like, I, 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 or no, what he's just saying, you don't remember. Whatever he thinks she's remember. I don't know. Whatever he thinks. I'm okay. I'm starting to crack a little bit, but I'm pulling it together so I can get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, "I." He asks if you just don't remember, and she says, "I honestly don't know because I know if I wasn't drunk." And he was saying, "Okay, I wouldn't have done that." Is what she says. She's saying to him, "I honestly don't know 
because if I wasn't drunk, I wouldn't have done that. And so he goes, okay, well, do I know that? You say you were all this drunk. I really didn't know that you were all that drunk. I'm not, well, he's like, that's not what I'm saying. I can't control your drinking. And I don't know exactly how drunk you were. I don't know. I was drinking, you were drinking, everyone was drinking. I didn't know that you were all that drunk. Why? Because you were like, yeah, let's go to your house. That's cool. Let's go. You know, we went and you were like, yeah, you were having a good time and we were talking and everything. I mean, this is what I'm saying. If you were, I can understand that you said, Nate, you know what I mean? I was drunk and I'm sure I did things, but I don't remember. I just, you know, he's saying to her, like, this is how he wanted her to tell him or say what he wants her to say. Like, I was drinking, I think something happened, and um, I just don't remember. So just, like, don't, like, don't even think about it. Just forget that you potentially could have been violated. Like, you didn't come in and out of consciousness while these people are on top of you violating you. And, right. you know, the the fog of it all, when it lifts and comes and goes. So he's saying, and, and so he's like, you know, if he would just say I was drunk and I'm sure I did things I don't remember, you know what I'm saying, I'm not going to say it was against my will. I'm not going to say that, but all I'm saying is I really don't remember. So he's saying, instead of saying, that they did things to me against my will, just say you don't remember. And this is what he's trying to persuade her through manipulation to admit to. And she says something, but it's unintelligible, so it wasn't picked up by the transcript. And then he mm-hmm. says, that's different, that's different. But for you to say that you were just passing out and this and that is totally, that's just wrong. I'm saying that you were completely conscious. You may not remember you may say that you don't remember now, and I can understand you saying that, maybe, but you were totally conscious. You know what I mean? You were awake, you know what I mean, when you were giving head, and that's where it is. Now, does this not put Ashley Shackelford's sign from last week into perspective? Like, you know what? There is an issue um, with misogyny, which is the hatred, which is the male hatred towards women. Right. And um, for whatever reason, when we hear these words like rape culture and things like that, and it it happens on these, you know, campuses where it's okay to – drug someone and have sex with them. And the unfortunate part is that because of the shame that comes with sexual assault, there are so many women who never told their story. But now that they are, um, it's very, very, very important that we start to learn, not only learn and understand the effects of rape, the trauma it causes, and the effects of it for the rest of your life. Because this girl suffered um, for pretty much the rest of her life. And she attempted suicide three times, and on the third time she was successful. Right. She never got over this. And 
he was just, he was a typical young male just not wanting to be held responsible or accountable for his actions. No, and then he uh, came out with a, it wasn't an apology, you know, and then he wants to say, oh, you know, I'm a man of faith and I have daughters and Hmm. let's stop doing that. Let's stop acting like because you have a child or you have a, a, a daughter or you have a niece or you have a mother that you're beyond rape because you're obviously not because you raped her. And you try to convince this woman that you didn't do that and that it was indeed her fault because she did not tell you that she was inebriated. And the fact that he was saying you were conscious, but I understand you don't remember. It's like, come on. It's like, yeah. listen. It, it, it just, it, it, it's like just have a backbone. Now, see, and this is, okay, so this is my real issue here. When we have issues like this where black men do something wrong, okay, and we not, and I'm not saying, like, black women don't do things wrong. I'm not saying that black men are evil. I'm not saying that. We're just pointing to the issues um, that pretty much affect women in the, and we're trying to talk to the change that we'd like to affect, mm-hmm. you know, and, and through this dialogue, you know, try to present scenarios to help each other understand, I guess. Whatever. You can edit that out because it was some bullshit. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> but um, it's like, for example, when Charlie Sheen was going through his big meltdown and he was winning all over the place, um, there are a lot of people who were comparing him to Chris Brown. Chris Brown got into trouble for being an asshole. Like, oh, look at Charlie Sheen. Well, listen, Charlie Sheen is a white man, yes. Technically, he's half Latino. Mm-hmm. Okay, Carlos Esteban. Anyway, because <laughs> that's his real name. Um, or Estevez, <laughs> yep, his, his real name is Carlos Estevez. Mm-hmm. And he goes by Charlie Sheen. Because, um, like, he's a white man. So, yeah, he could do that shit because he's got white privilege. But right. you hear black people, and it's it's crazy, black men and black women, say, oh, you let him get away with that, but what about Chris Brown? You know, you're vilifying him, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, so is this what we really want when we talk about equality? for you to be on par with Roman Polanski and Woody Allen? Right. Like, is this where, is this equality for you? As a black man, think about that. Like, is this what you want when you say black lives matter? Like, what do you really want? Like, I, and it's, and this is difficult for me because I want to support this film. I want to support him. But well, now, keep, like, now yeah. that I know, it's it's like it's the cognitive dissonance of it all. As a woman, this is horrific to read. Right. And this, and she lost her life. And, you know, there are a couple, you know, and these kinds of things happen all the time. You know, you have men who are in situations, you know, they may not even be rich and powerful, they may be a regular guy, but they don't want to live their life after sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And you are stuck in that moment for the rest of your life. And you're watching everyone move ahead, and you can't. And it's, it's like, like damned if you do, you damned if you don't. You know, if you report it, then you get the 21 questions of why it was your fault. And then if you don't report it, it's your fault because you didn't report it. And it's like, but I wasn't going to win anyway. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of women stay silent. Right. And it's like not only is it, it it's painful, it's traumatic to go through, it's shameful to go through. It's, you know, it's embarrassing. Who wants to be a victim? Right. Who wants to say this is something that happened to me? No one wants that. Right. It's, it's, it's very traumatic. And, and I mean, just imagine, you know, put yourself in that position like you're going out with someone, regardless of the nature of their relationship. She, you know, thought he was a cool enough person to, at the minimum, have a drink with them. And you, because, you know, maybe, you know, one night she was out and you guys decided to, you know, mess around and, you know, do something, you know, you're in college, that's fine. So you think that that's okay to put all your homies on? No, it doesn't, no. It doesn't look like that. This isn't, this isn't BOGO. You know what I mean? Like, not BOGO in the pussy. You don't, just because I let you, just because I let you doesn't mean you're entitled forever. And just because I let you doesn't mean your friends are also allowed. And when I am, when I've been drinking, when in doubt, don't pull it out. That should be the thing. Just if you have any question whatsoever, just let it go. Just who who wants to have sex with a drunk girl anyway? Is it way better when you're both into it? You said what? It's way better when you're both conscious and into it. Okay, like who who has the time? Right. Like I wouldn't even want that. Like. What does that say about you? <laughs> you know, what? what mm-hmm. it, it, just, it, it makes me sick. It makes me disgusted. And then looking at these men who are taking up for this man, and then looking at these women who are taking up for this man. And when you asked me about it, I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to talk about this because this is before the transcripts came out. And I just was like, mm-hmm. At first, I was like, look at the timing of this because this is a great movie that's about to come out. You know, it's coming out at a great time, and now all of a sudden these, you know, this situation is coming out, and I just felt a way about it. But then when I read the transcripts, I was like, oh, no, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, because he really, the initial vanity fair, that was mansplaining. That was him just trying to, you know, kind of just say, okay, yeah, um, Oscar season's coming. I'm trying to win an Oscar, but, you know, you guys are going to start vetting me, and this may come up, and it's public record, so let me just get ahead of it, which, you know, technically, from a publicity standpoint, that's what you should do. But at the same time, when he came forward, he wasn't, he's not even sorry. No, he's And he doesn't have to be because there are so many other people out here who are caving for him. And what's even more sad is that a lot of us are not going to support the movie, and it'll probably still do well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's an important movie. From what I saw, it really looked masterfully directed and acted, and they talk about how superb the performances are. But it's like right now... I, it, this is a bit much. It, it is. And when you read, and then I, really, and it's like, I don't feel sorry for him. My heart goes out to her. And her family. Because, yeah. It's, they, they, the family was just like, after this, it was like, she was never the same. 
No, because can you imagine, can you imagine feeling a certain way and you don't know why? You have this emptiness inside of you that you, you don't, you can't explain it. You have this part, this, this specific time in your life that you can't account for. And you're mm-hmm. going to always try to figure out what happened and why it happened that way. She's never going to get answers for this. Yeah. And you can't live like that. You just can't. And then, you know, to have other people out here knowing what happened, to have people out here harassing, mm-hmm. you know, they, they were harassing her on campus for it. It's No, you can't live like that. You can't. You'll never have peace. Yeah, and then she's pregnant. Yeah. Who wants to yeah. carry a baby? Who wants to have to explain to this kid, your father... Basically, he took it. Like he, it, you are you it could are be anybody or of a random group of guys I don't know. Right. In the reality, I'm I, I'm I want to know if there was like if she had the baby and there was a way I would I would reopen this damn case and DNA test every last one of those motherfuckers and whoever matched the baby I told him to jail for the rest of their life. Absolutely. Because one of them, he this nigga potentially got a child, a rape oh. baby. Yeah. Uh, and it's like that's where I really had to stop. That's where I had to stop with it because I was like, okay, I'm going to practice self care. I'm not going to look too much more into any more of these details. But it's like I I can't unsee this. I'll never forget. And another mm-hmm. interesting thing to kind of show you how calculated media is when you think back to the role that he played, like in Beyond the Lights. Is that the movie with um? Gugu Mothra? Yeah. He played that upstanding character who was so, you know, just upright and a good guy. Like, you know, it's like I felt like I was conditioned. I was groomed by the roles that he played to look at him as a decent person. Right. And then when this all came to light, that was another that was another thing because I was thinking about like he was in the Great Debaters with um, Journey Smollett and Denzel Washington. You know that was another movie, and he was in a couple other movies. Oh, and he made some comments too, some homophobic comments about you know in an effort to preserve the black man. I'm never going to play a gay person on film, and blah blah blah. And like don't no niggas want to kiss you, my nigga. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's a it's, lot to unpack with that. It's like the mind frame of him. He's a proud black man with five daughters, and this is but this is this is who you were at one point in your life. And when did all of a sudden like I mean, and he had five, honey. And, and for me, like for you to. Not apologize speaks volumes to your daughter. Mhm. Right. Because they're you. You know what right. I mean? Like this is the example that you're setting for your daughter. Boys will be okay. Yeah. Because it's funny that you said that. Because I had a conversation. I was talking to my coworker this morning, and um. I was telling him about my daughter's first day of school and this little boy who's picking on her and he was like, Well, you know, just tell her I mean he's picking on you because he likes he likes you and I said, No, mm-hmm. I didn't tell her that. I told her to tell him to leave her the hell alone and to get about exactly. her face. 
Exactly. You're like, well, why would you do that? And I was like, because I said, you condition them when they're young by telling little girls, oh, if he hits you, that means he likes you. So then when she's 25 and she's dating a nigga and he's blowing upside her head, you tell her, like, you dumb bitch, why are you staying with a nigga that beat you? Well, you told me since I was four that if he hits me, he likes me. Thank you. I'm so So, glad you So that's why I was like, no, I don't tell my daughter that. I tell her, you tell him now to respect your space. Don't touch you. You're here to learn. You're here to go to school. You know, you're in fourth grade. You're on time for the little boys. You know, you're not ready to be in no, no relationship or dating nothing like that. And she's all for it. Like, yeah, she's like, she's like, they just, she's like, they're just so annoying right now. And I'm like, they're going to be annoying like that for a while. But eventually the tables will turn and, uh-huh. and you'll like it. But I was just like, for now, tell those little boys, you know, assert yourself and demand that they respect you in your space and to not touch you. Period. Right. You keep your hands to yourself. Period. So. I mean, put paws on somebody then. Listen, that's not Well, she's a yellow belt. It's all good. Yes. But. Right. Chop them right in half. But it's like, it's, 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 it's just, it's just, it's so, it's so much to unpack with, with this whole situation. It's like, I'm I'm for the story and what it's about. I'm for my people doing just this. This is exactly what we need to be doing. But at the same time, we can't keep we can't uphold doing the wrong thing because the white man can do it. Like that's right. gotta get out of your head. Also, for other women defending this, like why are you arguing against yourself? To why like to 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 Kate for him like oh this like this nigga wasn't trying to buy NBC right this nigga was going to college and this is what the fuck he did period and as a woman I'm sorry like no I I, I feel some type of way yeah that could be my daughter that could have been me in 1999 I was in college that could be you. you my friend you know what I'm saying. Like no, yeah. it could be it could be the next time it could be one of his daughters because what's the statistic on women being sexually assaulted? One in four women, one in five. Around uh, one, uh, one in five or six women experiences sexual assault, a, a form of sexual assault in their lifetime. And you got five daughters, bro. Oh yeah, one of them gonna get got. So pretty much out of all the women you know in your life, a few of them have been sexually assaulted already. Right. So, and then he tried to blame it on, you know, did he did he say he grew up in a single-parent household or something? He said what? That he grew up in a single-parent household. So I didn't finish reading that shit. I Either way, I was like, but did you, is he trying to blame this shit on your mama? Like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> If the if the apology is not within the first five sentences, I'm finished. It's not there. I'm finished because what you're not going to tell me is that you you know you are a man of faith because your faith at this point don't have nothing to do with rape. Ask these posts that be touching on these little boys. So hmm. your faith has nothing to do with your penis. Mm-mm. You this having about... nothing to do with your inability to understand that no means no and that you can't have sex with people who aren't coherent. Like that just, 
No, I don't want to hear it. So if you're not saying, hey, guys, I apologize. When I was such and such age, I fucked up. I know better. steps that I've taken since then to work with sexual assault victims or educate myself or volunteer or something or work with men to understand what consent means, something. But instead, all you have are excuses. Yeah. And that's and the part. That's what hurts. And because he's a man, he's he's allowed to get away with it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, that's the part that hurts the, the okay. most, that you just make excuses. Yeah, because men hate women. And if we weren't attached to these vaginas, they wouldn't talk to us. <laughs> I read an article on the Very Smart Brother about that. He was kind of saying, like, you know, and I felt I've caught myself saying this time with you, like, I appreciate racist people who who own it, because you know that's my motto. Say it just stand up in your shit. You say it, you say it. You mean it, you mean it. You did it, you did it. Don't back right. down. Come through with it. And, right. Um, I I appreciate that in my racist. Because at least I know where I stand with you. It's right. the, the smarmy type, the, oh, um, the ones who come at you and, 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 and with the microaggressions and, and make right. passive-aggressive racist comments to you. Those are the ones that are the worst. And so what he was saying was that, you know, if you're a man, just be like those racists and just admit, just say, I hate women. Right. Like, just come out and say it. Just say it. You know, because, yep. like, what were you saying? I said, don't feel better. You will feel better. You will. And I posted it, you know, I'll put it in our um, in our group if anybody wants to read it. It was really good. But it was just like, some of y'all niggas don't like women. <laughs> yeah. Because I know, I know there are plenty of women who, who genuinely, like, legit don't like men. And sometimes, you know, it depending on the woman, it's like, can you blame her? <laughs> and I really should have pro- framed it with that caveat of depending on the woman because that was me. Dude. Problematic. Okay. Hmm? What'd you say? I said I was me being problematic. I'm problematic. Uh, it's okay. Oh, good. Thanks. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said it's okay. We're Negroes. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's just it, it it was a lot to take in, and and it was he the way he went about it, the way he did it, it just was like, dude, come on. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's pretty much fuck you season for Nate. So I don't, I don't I don't have shit for him. He can't get my ten dollars, twelve dollars. If you go to the fancy one, um, no, I don't have yeah. it for him. I, yeah, I for him as an actor. If I do see this movie, I'm gonna hate watch it. Um, but I don't see myself supporting anything that he does after this. So he better pray that he wins the gold, the Oscar gold, and gets a shitload of money because after this, I'm, I know. I don't see it for his ass. But that's if I even decide to watch it and not bootleg it. 
I don't see it for Michael Ely because he played his part too damn well and for Colored Girls Office. When he threw them babies out the window, I was like, I can't fuck with you no more. I'm sorry. I know this is a part, but you you embody this character. And so forever you'll be known as the nigga who threw two kids out the window. So I don't watch anything that he's in. And it's going to be the same thing for Nate because in real life you're a scumbag. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now that you brought that home, excellent point. Because at first I was like, girl, you're like, why are you, why are you, why are you mean to Michael Ely? But I don't like Michael Ely because I don't like his face. Something about his face. <laughs> I just don't like his face. I don't. I don't. He just, I don't get it. I don't see it. I mean, I love him as tea cake and their eyes are watching God. But honey, no. You don't like that time for that nigga. Pretty motherfucker. But um, I said, yes. It's like, you're you're absolutely right. It's like, I can't. Man, this, this, this is a disappointment. It hurts. Oh, yeah. It hurts as a as a woman, as a as an African American who loves her skin and her people. He fucked up. Yeah, he did, and he he not once um, has he done anything. You know, has he done anything? To grow from this, you can tell money. You can tell he's totally. Um, he he just kind of pushed it to the back of his mind, and he just moved on. Of course, because he gets he's to go on life. He gets to go on with his life because he wasn't violated. True. Because piece of him, the only thing that you own as a woman. He took from her. Yeah. He took from her. Nothing they was taken from her. Right. Her peace of mind, they robbed her of her her ability yeah. to, to have peace. Right. That's essentially what it feels like. Yes. It's a violation of your space. Mm-hmm. And it's... it's I don't know, but I don't know what to do. It's like you have these issues, and um, it does kind of make you feel a little, I don't know. It does kind of make you feel a little, I don't know, like, but. It makes me feel like, so, so fuck Nate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrap for that nigga. <laughs> it's fucking I I don't, I don't have I don't have shit for him, not a damn thing. Yeah, man, I'm not bad. Anything else you want to talk about as we before we wrap this up? Um, I do. I am still soccer mom with a secret, and this week's <laughs> secret are my eleven herbs and spices. You got some chicken, honey. I taste like chicken. Ew! <laughs> like no. <laughs> Black. That was like the blackest shit ever. 
Big blessings. Oh, premium. But um, the 11 herbs and spices is that I believe my personal philosophy is that a woman is at her most radiant when she has a secret. And it may not even really be a secret, but you kind of walk with your air of mystery, like um, your je ne sais quoi. Okay. I believe that every woman should have an air of mystery about her. Just a little look that you have, maybe a gesture um, that you do that it looks alluring and intriguing, like you're, you've got a little something up your sleeve. But, you know, it could be, you totally don't have to, but I think, as a woman, as a woman, excuse me, I feel that whenever I um, put on my allure, I feel like I'm at my at my best. Hmm. And it could be putting on my heels, and I walk, and I know I don't have my panties on, and I'm just like throwing it, and it's like yes, yes, come through. We're still not wearing panties. Oh my god. Well, I wore my skirt today. My skirt had pockets, by the way, but I did have on panties because it was a short skirt. Oh my god! Oh, I was super sized. My skirt had pockets today. Like I have a skirt with a pocket today. You can't tell me shit. That is everything. I was unstoppable. Um, but no, that's that was my personal philosophy about the secret. I think every woman should kind of carry us. You know, like when you want to be seductive, act like you have a secret. And then I and I notice men notice, and then they're like, "What are you? What are you smiling about?" Or you know, they want to know. They'll inquire. It, it's very intriguing and alluring. You're eleven mm-hmm. herbs and spices, honey. Try it out okay. this week and report back to us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get right on that. <laughs> if everybody went commando last week, I hope you have your homework assignment and can share. <laughs> I'm gonna try. I'm. Gonna, I'll, I'll see what happens. You know, I'm so goofy. Listen, I'm. Uh, there's nothing intriguing about me. I'm just, I'm goofy. I don't, don't say that. Don't say what that. What the world? Like, uh, girl, listen. <laughs> Seriously, like, my damn, I'm just, I'm goofy. My damn contact popped out the other day, and I'm sitting there like, everything's blurry. What the hell is going on? Like, I couldn't find the contact to save my life. I had to get my glasses delivered because I couldn't drive, so someone had to come bring my glasses up to work. I found the contact. It was under my seat. And (laughs) there's nothing about me that is or sexy or I don't do that. I play goofy well. I play part. I'm okay with it. I'm living in my truth, beloved. It's all right. Oh, my goodness. Gooch, why are you talking yourself out of... Girl, anywho, this is what you could do. This would do me a favor. The next time you're in proximity to the one you love, take something small of theirs, like maybe um, a pen they write with all the time or something that, you know, they use or that they, you know, you know they're going to, you know, look for something. Um, And then just kind of, you know, lounge about, smirking like, oh, um, like just hide it from them. Okay, that's your secret. Hide it, and then just make sure you're within proximity of them, and then you know, think to yourself about how you hit it, and they're gonna start looking for it, and then you know, you kind of smirk to yourself a little bit. Okay, like, well, bring it out. Gonna... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
ain't nobody tell you date that boxer. Well, <laughs> that shit's If y'all don't hear from me, tell my mama I love her. <laughs> P.O.P. Hold it down. <laughs> mama, yes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to try it. We'll see. I'm going to try it. I'll report back. All right, all right, all right. It's cool, too. You know, it's a little something, something to do. Oh, boy. So is there anything else you want to go over before we wrap it up? No, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. So that's number two or whatever. Done. Yeah, we'll say thank you for listening. See you next week. We out. If we made each other happy, then we just can't lose. (laughs) 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 Do you love him? Do you love him? Recording. Yes. Why you drive me, my man? I have to go. <laughs> oh, there you go. Hold on. <laughs>